0: It's time for the Moonbat Podcast where you can listen to Steven Gord. It's a kick-ass digital broadcast where we've got Dick Jones to
2: lure. Remember, gnome skulls, live for metal, die for gold. Yeah. <laughs> tonight,
0: most of all, we are bringers of war. Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome to episode 200 of the Bone Bat Show. This is Steve. Yeah, and this is Gord. How's it going, man?
1: It's going good. 200 in, man. Holy well, cow, 199. That's a lot. This will be 200, or as the Romans said, CC.
0: <laughs> so is that what they meant when you CC somebody? That's, That's exactly uh, what they meant. You're it sending means them you're gonna a 200th podcast?
1: 200 podcasts. That's, the Romans were famous for that.
0: Well, shit, man. That feels like a substantial undertaking. And uh, thank you for being here with me for 200 episodes.
1: Thank you for being with me, Steve.
0: That's uh, a lot of work we've put in over the years. Same yeah, stu- you. Stupid shit of.
1: on the internet. right and you know speaking of things we've done to completion
0: how about that kickstarter huh we're gonna have a film festival so as of uh the time we're recording this 8 p.m on december 16th the 11th bone bat comedy of horrors film festival kickstarter has reached its goal so bravo to all the backers out there we will give you a formal thank you uh, later on in the show, but for right now, wow. Well, once again, we are humbled by your trust in us and uh, are going to make the very best film festival that we can for you on May 7th, 2022 at SIFF Cinema Uptown.
1: Yes, thank you. Informally, this is an informal thank you.
0: <laughs> right and <for laughs> well, Pine thank box, you comes later The Pine box Boys also thank you I am certain because they're yes. uh, looking forward to joining us once again for uh some musical shenanigans
1: or as they say stabbings
0: yes so uh, in addition to that Gord, uh a little music this episode I wanted to invite somebody awesome for this show being our 200th episode and a band I'm a big fan of is Ghoul from Creepsylvania, no less. Uh, They are a splatter thrash band, I guess you'd call. A little bit of thrash metal, a little bit of death metal, a little bit of skate punk, and even occasionally a whiff of surf makes its way into ghouls music. They are a uh, band of cannibals that live under a graveyard, and uh, when they're not telling the stories of their adventures via their several albums they rock your shit and so uh opening the show tonight they have a brand new live album that just came out called live in the flesh a couple of weeks ago and uh, we opened the show with ghetto blasters from uh, that album you can hear a lot more where that came from as the show continues plus a chat with digestor himself
1: Not a lot of bands uh, on the show from Creepsylvania. I think this might be our first one. I think
0: this is our first Creepsylvanian band. Yeah, that's right. So uh, there's, uh, you know, cultural exchange. There's a lot to learn in this episode. So stay tuned, listeners. I look forward to learning. You should. You should learn a little something this episode, I think. Uh, Back to the Kickstarter real quick. I just wanted to mention uh, Submissions still open right now for your films filmmakers submit to us now that we know for sure the film festival is going to happen we've got a screen for you in seattle in may so if you've got a comedy horror short get in touch with us uh we want to see your work
1: we do and i've been watching a lot of shorts (laughs) there's there's going to be some serious competition filmmakers so bring your a game
0: (laughs) that's what i like to hear man right on But before we get to uh, more music and all that good stuff, uh, what we always do about this time, Gord, what pisses you off, man?
1: Steve, let me tell you what pisses me off. I recently flew into Newark, New Jersey. It was my first time in Newark. As one does. In Newark.
0: Yes, as one does. I've taken the flight to Newark myself on occasion.
1: It's like if you want to go to New York, but you can't quite afford it, so you just get to Newark instead.
0: (laughs) And then take a, a cab. Or Or, or
1: you just look at it across the river and go, oh, I bet it doesn't
0: (laughs) suck over there. Yeah. (laughs) Newark.
1: Newark pisses me off. It's just under construction as it should be because it's a goddamn crumbling pit in a pothole. (laughs) (laughs) Everything is broken. Everything is delayed. I was nearly killed by a Renikoff as far as I could tell. That's the only explanation I can come up with is a rent cop tried to murder me. It, I was there less than 24 hours, and it was like 23 hours too long. Jesus Christ. Get your shit together, Newark. You're an embarrassment. Did you, did you embarrassment. come back with,
0: like, you know, a snake Pliskin eye patch after your <laughs> escape from Newark? <laughs> I get the
1: reference, and no, I think I just came back with, like, scabies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> A, A rash rider. that won't go away. <laughs> <laughs> Can't find Let my Let me wallet. tell you
1: something else. Newark, especially the airport at Newark and United Airlines. I've I, I got upgraded to be able to use the, the extra fancy travelers club, whatever you want to call it, that United has and I tried to walk in the door. Right as I got to the door, they drug a sign, like literally drug a sign in front of me. So I had to step around it. And it said, people with the with a daily pass are not entitled to go into this lounge. We're very sorry. <laughs> like, why did you give me this pass? And I asked the snooty man, which had drug this thing in front of me, because apparently I must not have looked Fancy enough for this thing, I, I go. Hey, I was just about to go in. You guys gave me a pass to go in. Uh, what's the deal? And he's like, Oh, uh, I, I think it was a made-up accent. He's like, Oh, you need to go right down there to uh, oh, the pop-up at 103. Uh, <laughs> uh, the what? The pop-up at 103. And down, if you go all the way to like the the last butt hair end of the United Terminal, they have what's called a pop-up lounge. <laughs> Which uh, they charge money for. You you can pay money to go to this and it's just a freaking conference room with like free sun chips.
0: <laughs> <It's> just <laughs> like a dumpster in it.
1: <laughs> it. It's awful. I think they made it just so their their employees that they want to get rid of but they can't fire. They make them work there until wow. they leave. It's harsh. Yeah, yeah, why
0: would you why would you want the like lounge light experience i i don't see the benefit of that i wouldn't you, i would i was happier
1: out with like the Hoy polloi what i or i could get a you know a hot dog or whatever instead of like as many mini cokes as i could drink and sun chips
0: damn but you know you really can't blame the entire city of newark for your i just did Were for are you listening? experience at the airport i mean well, that, no, seems I un- that seems vaguely unfair
1: it, yeah, but I'm not a fair man. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> I went, I, I was staying that. at the the hotel that's near the airport, one of the hotels, so I did actually drive across some surface streets. It was all shit.
0: But did you go to the post office in New Jersey? <laughs> no, because no, I did if not. If you had, my guess is that would have been a quality experience.
1: Now, does New Jersey only have one post
0: office? <laughs> as far as we know, as far as the <laughs> Bone Rat Show knows... There's one post office in New Jersey, and Vaughn works there. That's Okay, all I well, know. I
1: don't want to denigrate New Jersey's post office. And I'm one so of I, New
0: Jersey's finest wh- horror movie fans lives in the area. That's all I Okay.
1: Know. He's probably the best thing about it's New like, Jersey. It's
0: like, you've heard of Ugly American? I'm an ugly Washingtonian. I, I don't <laughs> know anything about any other place.
1: It's just, yeah, it's just if you, if you <laughs> want to see New York, but you don't want to experience New York, if you want to stand next to a broken metal fence that's sort of half-falling into a pothole and breathe diesel fumes while you stare across a polluted river at what appears to be a glistening jewel of the
0: city, Newark. Okay, there you go. All right. So what about you, Steve? Uh, what pisses oh you off? Oh, my God. So uh, last month, my we had an experience. Uh, and, you know, you may have had a similar experience. Lots of people probably have. Uh, my daughter has been saving up for uh, several years to buy a car, and she had an old beater for a long time that she's been driving, but it's a very old vehicle, and it's seen better days, and she had been, you know, just desperately wanting to get into a nicer car. So uh, she saved up all her money. She had enough to buy, you know, a, a, ni- a decent vehicle, but a bottom end, you know, you're talking at like a starter car, uh, the appropriate first car. Yeah, sure. And so uh, she picks one out. She sees, oh, I like this model. I like it gets really good mileage because, you know, I have like a half hour commute each day with the gas prices right now. So I want this model of car. And there's one in Renton, Washington, which is like a half hour from us. So let's let's go down. I'd like to go down. I'd like to drive that car. Dad, will you help me buy that car this weekend? And, you know, my first instinct is... <laughs> it's fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh you're my daughter you know I, i'll do anything for her i love her and of course i'll help but i i don't relish the idea of going to a car dealership because there's that fucked up dance you end up doing where yeah have like, you the ever gone to one where you're like say, hey okay, that was wanna, fun yeah i want to pay this price oh no you got to pay that price okay well i'll go talk to my manager and it comes back three times and you end up burning like uh, several hours there like just trying to get a car purchased. So we we get there, we drive the car. She loves it. She's just charmed by the vehicle. We drive around, pull it in, and we notice that there's a dent in one door. And, you know, that wasn't mentioned in any of the literature about it, that there was a problem. So we go in there, and the guy says, so, you know, what do you think? We'd like to buy the car. Okay, well, what is your offer? And it's like, well, the car, you know, it says on it that it's thirteen thousand dollars so how about that but there's a debt in the door that's not in the literature so about how about take 500 off for that because we'll get that fixed so twelve five. how about that all right uh so I'll, I'll let me go do the paperwork so he comes in the back and he comes up with this paperwork and this is the paperwork you've probably seen before and so it says the cost of the vehicle thirteen thousand dollars and then it has a bunch of add-ons like, and this is your undercoating kind of bullshit and your yeah. something called a shadow mark, which is oh, yeah. secret secret serial numbers that are put in different places <laughs> on the car. So if somebody was to dismember your vehicle and leave it strewn up and down I-5, they'd be able to figure out what vehicle it came from, I guess. I don't know. Yeah,
1: real important. Identify so, the body.
0: So there's like, you know, four or five of these things, a maintenance contract and put something else. And so the total price of the car on this invoice that they're giving us is twenty five thousand dollars. <laughs> and so my daughter, you no, know, she's worked really hard to save up the amount that she had, and she's like, "No, I, 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 I want to pay this. You know, this is what the car says on it." And I said, "Okay." See, he goes, "Okay." So make a counter offer, and I say, "Okay." So I, I write cross out all the add ons, and I write minus five hundred, and I give it to him. I said, "Please take that to your manager." And, uh, and, you know, it his... I've got a oh. check. I've got a check right here. We'll write you a check, and, you know, we'll be on our way in the car. Okay, just a minute. So he goes, and he disappears. We don't see that guy ever again, ever
1: again. Wow.
0: 30 you minutes later, him. another guy comes up. Hi, I'm the finance manager, and uh, I just wanted to go through the invoice with you. And he has the same sheet, but without my notes on it. <laughs> and I'm like... <laughs> Well, what the hell? You know, your your other salesman just did, went through all of this with us. And we told him what we wanted to do. He's like, yeah, but he t- did he tell you about the shadow marks? Yeah, he told us about the shadow marks. We don't want it. Well, you can't take that off. It's already on the car. It says it's an add-on. If it's an add-on, how can it already be on the car? Listen, it, it's on the car. You have to take that. No, we don't want to take that. And we already talked to the other salesman. So go talk to him. And come back with the, you know, and we'll write you a check and we'll get out of here. So he leaves and then the head boss of the whole place comes over (coughs) and says, yeah, we can't accept your offer. And, you know, my daughter starts getting choked up like she because she wanted to buy this car. Like, what do you mean you can't accept our you can't accept an offer for cash for the amount that you're trying to sell the car for? No, I'm sorry. We can't. We'll call you if we decide we want to take that offer. Yeah, no.
1: <laughs> so we Send got up. him
0: to New Jersey. Julie was gone. My wife had, like, the minute he <laughs> said that, like, before even that, like, she had just walked out the door. And so my daughter's upset, and we walk out, and we go get lunch, and she's like, I just wanted to buy a car. And I said, yeah. I said, this is just this bullshit game that they play with you. And the, the interesting thing is that... A similar car that was newer with a few less bells and whistles for the same price was like an hour north. And we were able to drive up there and just buy the car straight out and didn't have any of that bullshit happen.
1: Yeah, some places they, they'll sell you a car. Some places they seem to be more intent on just dicking around and, uh, and selling like. To that one sucker who loses his patience, he goes, oh, fine, I'll give you an extra $20,000. <laughs>
0: right, but I mean, what? who's going to pay $25,000 for a $13,000 car? Uh, where did, In what world does that even make sense? And then I was talking to another friend later, he's like, yeah, you know, it, they it's more worth it more to them to have that car sitting in the lot and bringing people in than it is to sell it to you and not make enough margin on it. And the thing is, you know, car dealers, that's their job. They do it every day. How often do you buy a car? Once every five years? Once every 10 years? So you can sort of get rusty and forget the bullshit until you get there. And yeah. then, it, you know, it's an absolute fucking hassle. So buying a car pisses me the fuck right off. That's yeah. bullshit.
1: I think, I think that's a pretty universal thing, Steve. A lot of people hate uh, that.
0: What a miserable experience. And you know, at the end of the day, she got the car. You're able to drive it home. It all worked out. But, you know, now she knows why. Oh, Dad, you want to go buy a car with me? Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Did it once. Used it up. Right here on the list.
0: Right. Next to helping somebody move, which I'll probably also have to do for my kids at some point, buying a car, man, is just one of those things I hate, absolutely fucking hate doing. It pisses me off. Yeah. Why don't we listen to a tune?
1: Yeah, I hope this isn't something that's really soft and sweet. It needs to be, it needs to be piss offy.
0: Why don't we listen to something from uh, Live in the Flesh by Ghoul? This is Ghoul Lunatics.
3: Ghoul, ha! Those sounds don't really exist. There's crisis actors hired by the government for false flag operations to take away our guns. People who believe in
2: Ghoul are idiotic. Superstitious Chicken Neck Nellies. Whoa, whoa,
4: whoa. Hey, asshole. That sounds like a microaggression to me. People who believe in ghoul aren't called Chicken Neck Nellies. They're called (laughs) Galunatics.
0: once again that was ghoul lunatics taken from live in the flesh the brand new live cd from ghoul and joining us now on the show is digestor how you doing man
3: oh i'm doing great i'm doing great now now that i'm on the show welcome welcome and is it mr
0: Uh, digester
1: doctor is it is it reverend is there any just straight up digester
3: Yeah, Dr. Digester is good. You know, I didn't go to five years of digester school to be called (laughs) mister.
1: Perfect. Noted.
0: I got to say, it's an absolute thrill. Thank you so much for joining us on our 200th episode, Digestor. I'm
3: I'm so, I'm such such an honor. Thank you for having me. Oh,
0: it's our pleasure, you know, and one of the things is I absolutely identify with the teachings of Ghoul because I used, you may not believe this, Digestor, I used to be a nerd and then I dedicated my life to death metal, and now I have uh-huh. a podcast with 200 episodes. I mean, if that doesn't say you know, success it, and effortless cool, I don't know what does.
3: It's a tale as old as time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think
1: you got the effortless part
3: right, Steve. That's <laughs> about where it craps at. Yeah. The, I mean, it's a, Ghoul is a band that basically attracts nerds, so I'm not that surprised about that part of it. <laughs> The fact that you actually went to the effort of having a podcast, that is kind of beyond the pale for most cool fans.
0: <laughs> oh, thank you. So, uh one question that occurred to me when we were setting up the interview is, you know, how did the pandemic affect Creepsylvania? I mean, you've already been masking for years and you live under a graveyard, so that kind of checks the anti-social distancing box. I mean, how are things different? Were you forced to bleach your turnips?
3: You know, here in Creepsylvania, it didn't change at all because nobody ever comes here. So it's, <laughs> it's you know, we tried to get tourists here to bring some COVID, but nobody, nobody would take our, uh, you know, like we went down to the Creepsylvanian tourist board, it was just shuttered.
1: <laughs> well, living in a graveyard, I mean, people are buried six feet deep. You're supposed to say six feet apart. It's a good, easy measure for people that they could relate to, I would think, if they did yeah, show up and. Yeah, it's just like the natural the natural measurement for you.
3: Yeah, basically for us. Yeah, exactly. Like oh, you're you outside that. of the
1: United States, though. I guess it's, it's two meters there in Creepsylvania, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> it's still. Right, well,
3: it's actually 14 turnips. We measure things by turnips. By yeah. <laughs> <My>
1: turnips. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering if there was a more screwed up measurement system than the one we use in the United States. I, I, don't think I think you've
3: tied screwed up about it. It's great. Everyone knows how big a turnip is.
1: <laughs> uh Steve has much larger turnips than I do. Uh, it's it's
0: oh, it's well known, is, known that you Steve. You know, people have commented on that well, over the years.
3: they're yeah, like that's Gordon, that's you genetic. have very small turnips. Uh, <laughs> passed down from the father's side.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's from the father's side, no doubt.
0: So another, another question I've got for you, Digestor. You know, you've had the Omicron bomb for years. How do you intend yeah. to address the coronavirus trying to steal Ghoul's intellectual property? I mean, I haven't heard well, bullshit uh, like this since Zuckerberg tried to steal the name Meta. This is bullshit. Yeah,
3: well, we have, we have a phalanx of uh, intellectual property attorneys on the case right now, let me tell you. Good. And uh, hope, hopefully coronavirus lawyers up because <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be in court for a long time.
0: I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that there can be some Creepsylvanian justice in this world, if you know what I mean, exactly. and I think you do.
3: Yeah, I do. <laughs> Intimately.
0: So, so before all this mess, of course, you recorded live in the flesh, not far from where Gord is in uh, Oakland. How many audience members survived that evening? And did it affect your merch sales? Uh, uh, only five
3: people walked out of that club without any any maiming at all. I think there were most of the crowd was dead. Uh, but you know, we don't sell a lot of merch, so it wasn't a big deal. It was fine, really.
0: Plus, ghoul gotta eat.
3: We do, we do, and uh, you know, it does it does help to just eat the audience and not worry about making money to buy food.
1: Oh, I was. Perhaps under the uh, misconception that you ate exclusively orphans, is that... Did I get that wrong?
3: I mean, if we if we can get our hands on some, that's what we prefer, but, you know, <laughs> but orphans are hard to come by.
1: Yeah, uh, I suppose Mostly. so. Have you ever eaten an orphan only to discover later on that it wasn't an orphan? Do you find out, like, that they had a family? Does that make you feel kind of kind of oogie, like when you find out you ate something that wasn't properly cooked, but it's too late? You,
3: Yeah, yeah, it's a a kind of a turn-off. It's a, yeah, that that is a bummer,
0: you know. Well, on that note, I mean, Ghoul's been touring a while. You've tasted the best human flesh and rot gut that the world has to offer. What country has the tastiest orphans?
3: The United States, without a doubt. USA! USA! Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everyone in in the United States tastes like they've been soaking in bacon. It's (laughs) it's, (laughs) ranch dressing.
0: Oddly, well, we not we far are. from the truth. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> so good.
1: I'm soaking I'm in I remember having it. this cultural exchange yeah. here. Yeah, I'm soaking yeah.
2: it right Coca-Cola now.
3: Coca-Cola <laughs> marinade.
1: <laughs> yeah, bacon is our national bird, weirdly enough.
0: <laughs> so, uh, qu- a question about your music. Uh, every now and again, a little surf thing rears its beautiful head in your music. Is that because of you, Dissector, or does Pennsylvania just have really great beaches?
3: I think we all like surf music but uh, you know I wrote most of that most of that stuff Uh, not all of it Uh, Dissector actually wrote uh, Humans Till Death and uh, Cremator wrote a couple songs on uh, Hang 10 too I think we all like it you know we're all into that stuff
0: for sure. Hang, Hang Ten is a personal fave of mine. Uh, we're kind of a little bit of buddies with Sean from Pork Magazine as well, who did your art. <clears throat> so, uh, oh yeah, yeah, Sean's a swell guy, and uh, it, it's really cool to when I found out. Oh, he did a cover for Ghoul. That's awesome.
3: Yeah, well, we've been kind of buddies with him for a long time, and it seemed like a seemed like a good matchup. Yeah,
0: absolutely.
3: Oh he's a he's a great guy. I I, uh, I don't know if uh, if you know how he's doing but uh, I haven't talked to him in a long time.
0: I hear he's doing better all the time. Great. So that's that's good news. So next question for you, uh, for our listeners who aren't familiar with Creepsylvanian culture, how does Ghoul celebrate the holidays?
3: Uh, well, usually we, we dig up a few corpses and string lights up around them, uh, you know, burn down a few orphanages, uh, you know, hack our way through a few dozen villagers and uh, call it a night. <laughs> So a
1: traditional, a traditional, traditional yeah, Christmas.
3: Yeah, basically Christmas. C- traditional Krebsylvanian Christmas,
1: yeah. That's that's nice. I'm glad you guys you still have that old-time religion.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Digestor, what is next for Ghoul? The last we heard, the Omicron bomb had ripped open a dimensional rift in Creepsylvania, a bomb and ox was ravaging the countryside, and Fermentor was ruminating on the Nectarnomicon. When will we hear what happens next?
3: Well, uh, probably in the next year or so. i are kind of putting it together now, and uh, we have a bunch of uh, songs that are, you know, explaining the, the last few years of nuttiness in Creepsylvania. So hopefully, we'll get the we we'll get that recorded by the end of the year. And then, what with the, you know, delays in in vinyl processing and stuff, it'll be out in the next five six years. I'm sure.
0: <laughs> I hear that vinyl pressing is an absolute yeah. mess right now.
3: Right. Of next, you know, the second Trump administration, somewhere in the middle of that.
0: (laughs) All right, man. Speaking of
1: burning orphanages.
0: (laughs) Right. uh, One last question, Digestor. We always like to ask all of our guests here on the Bone Bat Show. What pisses you off, man?
3: Well, most recently, what has been pissing me off is getting cut off in the middle of our set. Which is what happened in Los Angeles recently really but uh, you know yeah we got we got shut down not shut down but we got they they told us no more bloodshed on stage and if if you know anything about school shows you'll know that without the bloodshed people will just leave <laughs> they don't want <laughs> to listen to that garbage.
0: <laughs> no, that's uh, kind of an essential part of the deal. did they not know exactly. that coming in? Apparently not. you think somebody would Google you. Google you. Google. It would be a Google. I've been begging
3: begging people to Google me. (laughs) Nobody nobody take me up on
0: that. Well, yeah, I I can understand why that would piss you off, sir. Well, thank you again so much for joining us on the show for our 200th episode. This is super exciting for us. Uh, Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about this next song?
3: oh shred the dead this is about uh this is about ghoul uh trying to escape the graveyard after a legions of of uh, undead zombies have have uh risen from their graves and they're coming after us and we're trying to make it to the giant wall around creepsylvania and get over it
0: this is an absolutely awesome skateboard jam folks i hope you dig it shred the dead once again thank you so much for joining us on the show
3: Thank you, and congratulations on 200 episodes.
4: Thanks for nothing, Baron Sombat. That was pretty cool. Thanks for getting the crowd livened up. <laughs> what a crowd. And now that I've helped your little show, I'll just have that damn Omicron bomb for payment. What are you going to do with that? I'm going to blow up the Earth, kill everyone. I rule over the land of the dead. No, that doesn't leave me anyone to kill. Fuck you. You can't have and that. If you ain't gonna give it, then I'm gonna have to seek my zombies on you and take it. Let's see if ghoul can shred the dead.
0: Once again, that was Shred the Dead from Live in the Flesh 2021 from Ghoul. Thanks again to Digestor for joining us on the show. And uh, once again, this is our 200th episode, man. Uh, That's very cool. You know, uh, Gord, interviews like that are one of the things that have made this show so much fun. I I remember interviewing uh, Fishbone. That was an awesome time. First time, I think, we interviewed Eddie Spaghetti from the Super Suckers. That was fantastic. Uh, interviewing uh, Alex Hell from Entombed. That was a fantastic yeah. interview. That was a really good one. Yeah, it's, just, it's been neat, the uh, opportunities that this show has provided us to get to you know speak to some of our favorite musicians, turn some of our listeners on to killer music. That is just uh, one of the awesome benefits of doing this for so long
1: pod with benefits.
0: I like it. Yeah. What's not to like? All right, man. Uh, you got any weird stuff this week? You know, I
1: I do in a bizarrely, perhaps innocent kind of way, and I was attracted to this headline because the headline read, Large Pink and Elusive. <laughs> Wait, what? And then below that, South Carolina Police Seek Ruinous Pig ruinous mind you interesting yes Yes. so large pink and elusive not just steve's dancer name but also the name of a ruinous pig yes south carolina a brief brief article authorities i'm not sure which authorities in south carolina are on the hunt for a pig they say has been wreaking havoc on people's yards and there's even a picture of this pig it looks like a pig Somner police posted on their Facebook page that the department was receiving calls over the weekend about a large pink and elusive pig suspected of causing damage throughout the neighborhood. Officers warned people not to try to approach the hefty hog. Police have asked officials with the South Carolina Department of Natural Resources for help in finding this porcine renegade. I don't know what to think. I don't know why this rose to the top of my news feed or why the cops in South Carolina, plus the Department of Natural Resources, whatever that is, are looking for this pig that is apparently ruinous and, and fucking shit up in South Carolina. I, for one, I'm on Team Pig. I hope.
0: You know, I hope the pig is victorious. This is so funny because on Ghoul's two thousand and six album, Splatter Thrash, there's a song about mutant mutilator, the gore bore. There's a giant uh-huh. pig that murders people in a ghoul song. So we all come full circle here. If I was the Department of Natural Resources, was it? That's I wouldn't what be they fucking said. around with the Gore bore. I'm just saying no.
1: This is a ghoul pig. I don't think they want any part of that.
0: Yeah, you don't want any part of the mutant mutilator. No. Good God. I wouldn't wish that on anybody.
1: (laughs) Except for maybe the people of Newark. That's my whole weird stuff. I, I just thought that was weird. Just the fact that this pig story had made it into my news feed so far away from South Carolina as I am. You go, Gorbor. Be your best piggy self. That's my weird stuff. That is
0: super weird. You know, in honor of that, why don't we play Mutant Mutilator right now? Let's do it. All right. Here it is, folks. Ghoul.
3: Tell Young, this message is for uh, Mr. Bone and Mr. Bat. Uh, would it kill you guys to play some Fog Out once in a while?
0: Once again, that was Mutant Mutilator from Ghoul's 2006 release, Splatter Thrash. I hope you enjoyed that. Following that, uh, we hit up another song from Live in the Flesh, Death in the Swamp. So, a couple of great songs for your enjoyment there. So, uh, now, man, uh, you got any multimedia triage this week?
1: What have I been triaging upon? I finally watched Last Night in Soho. Yeah. Which uh, you watched and enjoyed. I watched it and enjoyed it as well. I thought it was a wonderful musical. It's it's like the only kind of musical I can stand, apparently. And, and it was it was good and spooky. It was beautifully shot, and I, I love the way that it's that it is a a story set to music, uh, as his movies seem to be these days.
0: You know, who also, I really enjoyed in that was Terrence Stamp, the actor who played General Zod in Superman. Oh my God! I, he was creepy. I didn't make as that association in this movie, and you you know you don't want to spoil anything. Is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? I'm not going to say, but but he's creepy. He's creepy as fuck in this movie, and like I was just oh my God! That's General Zod. That's so cool.
1: <laughs> did you make that poem right there in the I theater? Did not. No, I just oh. said it. It just came
0: out of my mouth. You heard it.
1: <laughs> my God, poetry! It's it's not just a podcast. It's poetry. Yeah. Anyway, and then. You and I both watched uh, Ghostbusters. Yes. Speaking of ghosty things. Yes. What a a freaking fun, fabulous movie. I'm so happy I saw that movie.
0: I liked it a good deal. And I liked the fact that, you know, you go back and you watch Ghostbusters now, and some of the humor doesn't work. And so to take, like, the broad humor of that film and make it into this sort of bittersweet, you can't go home again sort of a story... uh, but still, keep the same heart and warmth, and some of the same actors. I just thought that was delightful. I, I was charmed by it, and uh, came out of the theater with a smile on my face. That was super fun.
1: Yeah, uh, the the acting was was tight. I mean, the, those those kids were really good actors. I I appreciated that movie a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it was it was really well done. Paul Rudd, he's always fun. That's yeah, kind of like the silly character. I, w- I wonder if uh, Bokeem Woodbine, who plays the sheriff, if he wasn't like, I'm in it for how many minutes? <laughs> yeah,
1: no, what? That, how
0: many lines do I get? Three? Like, you know, I, I bet it's like that. You're in Hollywood and you're like, hey, listen, I, I know it's it's only a couple of scenes, but do you want to be in a Ghostbusters movie? Well, fuck yeah, I want to be in a Ghostbusters movie. <laughs> I, I bet you that's most often the result. Like, even, uh, oh, fucking J.K. Simmons, right? Mm-hmm. He was the guy in a coffin Basically, <laughs> he had no lines he was just in a coffin and he looks around in one scene yeah but also there's I mean if you're in Hollywood
1: there's a lot of people that uh, make a living by being in a bazillion films it, it, lead role almost never but uh, role that pays the bills hell yeah beats working on a roof
0: well you know in something like a Ghostbusters movie I think that thats that's an easy yes
1: yeah, you know, sure, I think I you're right. Be
0: that. You know, I've I've got kids or I've got grandkids, they'd like to see that. Sure I'll do that. So anyway, I liked that movie a lot. It was fun. You know, speaking of movies I liked a lot, I just watched uh one that you suggested to me. What? Top shop just became available for rent on December seventh, so just a couple of days ago. Oh, okay, cool. And anyway, you liked it, huh? We rented that. Uh the main actress, she is fucking fire she should be a star in a million action movies someday she
1: was just oh yeah she just chewed up the the scenery she did a great job
0: i've never seen her in anything else but uh alexis louder is her name and she was just fucking fantastic and to steal scenes from frank grillo and gerard butler damn
1: yeah totally now, you're going to look her up in IMDb and go, oh, she's got 78 movies to her name. Probably, what do you know? Probably,
0: and I just haven't watched those movies. It happens yeah. all the time. But, so here's the thing, though. This is not a perfect film. I thought the narrative was messy and a little bit confusing. There was a lot of times where I was like, wait, what? So that's who? And they did what to whom? Like, I don't know. It was just coming off of boss level, which was so linear and straightforward. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> This, yeah. this had a lot of twisty shit that maybe even didn't make a lot of sense, but it was still a fun movie. I really liked it. So, you know, there's that. The acting is top notch. I just think the writing almost felt a little undercooked for me, but, you know.
1: Okay. That movie won't change your life, but it is still, I thought it was, thought it was a blast. And, and you know what I'm watching that I almost didn't even turn it on. I gave this like no chance of being good and i'm really enjoying it hawkeye (laughs) what (laughs) why am i liking hawkeye it's totally fun okay it's it's just totally fun hero story i am four episodes in it's what six
0: episodes long so here's my thing though with with hawkeye i'm enjoying it i like the characters i like their interplay with each other but why does it feel like it's not getting anywhere it just, it's felt like for three episodes, like it's treading water and it's driving me nuts. Hmm.
1: Yeah, that's because you're used to watching things where you don't know what they're going to be until the last episode. Uh, and, and I'm speaking of Scarlet Witch, I'm speaking of um, Loki. This one is, is not confusing as all hell, and maybe you're, you're no. no longer wired to enjoy that but, sort of thing.
0: Yeah, and, and it, it feels slow as a part of it. And, I mean, it is fun. Okay, we're going to spend eight minutes of the two of them sitting on a couch bantering. But, you know, that's eight minutes where, of a 48-minute show where nothing's happening. Well, this banter's happening. forward the story. I don't know. It just feels slow. And I, I kind of wish it would kick it in the ass. You'd want a little more zip to it. But, again, you know, th- th- this is my gripe. I, I don't know if anybody else feels that way ever. God. Guy graduates from film
1: school and now he's a critic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, uh, well, uh, one other thing. I did uh, get to the theater last week but not for the normal thing. So uh, You didn't
1: watch a movie?
0: No, I actually went and saw a concert. Uh, it was Gorillaz Live at Kong which is the cartoon studio that the cartoon band Gorillaz records at. And so what it was was a... About two hour concert with some like, before the show, uh, some fans were on the screen talking about their favorite Gorilla songs and it had a lot of the animation in it from the videos as well as Damon Albarn's live band playing the songs. And uh, it was kind of a fun event. I sort of like the idea of, you know, certain concerts that don't come near you going to a theater and watching that with, you know, close-up cameras and stuff and just being able to enjoy the music, it's kind of a different hang than going and seeing a cinematic film, but uh, I find that I kind of enjoy that. Um, The only thing about it that kind of sucked after the fact was I found out, you know, they they sort of play it like it's live. Well, it was live a year ago. This happened like (laughs) literally the end of last year and I just, I felt like that kind of sucked. Like, why not just fucking redo it if you're going to, you know, charge me 20 bucks for the ticket or whatever? Why not? Yeah, because then
1: you wouldn't have done it.
0: Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) So that's the only thing that was a little bit annoying to me about the the situation. Was it just, it wasn't a fresh show, but I guess it was fresh to me. But uh, overall, it was a fun night. We had, Julie and I enjoyed it. Kind of danced in our seats in a little bit and had a good time. Cool. All right. uh, You got anything else for... Multimedia I, I just want
1: to give people a little update about Darkest Dungeon Two, playing it again, and I discovered something only recently. If you're playing Darkest Dungeon Two, you have to go to a layer and go through all three levels. And this is not a spoiler. This is they didn't give the instructions. You have to go <laughs> through all three levels of the layer to get a, defeat the the mini boss to get the ornament to put on. Your cart, because if you try to do the the mountain level, the the boss monster of the first group of levels, and you don't have an ornament on your cart, you're absolutely totally screwed.
0: Okay, so I I'm really, really wish people salt. would have made that clear to me. So yeah, the the explanation in this game is lackluster at there, best. Yeah. Uh, so you start out and you're in a stagecoach going right. down a road, and then you bump into and then you jump out of the stagecoach and you fight people and it's kind of a tutorial and then you're asked if you want stuff or if you don't want stuff and then you get to the end. and then now I'm like just paralyzed with indecision. I don't know what the fuck I should be doing and I stopped playing.
1: Uh, Take all the stuff, you can always dump it if you're not using it. The stuff you equip on your heroes
0: trinkets instantly to people so that they can at least have some benefit from the trinkets.
1: Yeah, no downside to doing that. What, they're just taking up space in your cart.
0: Can you change the trinkets later, or does that hard embed them in the, that character? No,
1: you can change them out. That You can fix a match, swap them. That, there's nothing that I've encountered that is permanent, except now that I know the thing about putting the thing on your cart on your wagon, whatever you want to call it. There is one, and only one of those, the Infernal Flame, which does become permanent. So, Everything else, don't worry about it.
0: So you—you you ha- that's one of the things, too. You have to keep a flame on your cart at all times, and if the flame burns out, you're fucked. you got
1: to keep the flame going, yeah, because you can't go into darkness or you're screwed. Also, in the upper left-hand corner, when you're trucking down the road, you see... A number of skulls well maybe it's zero but the odds are there's at least one like one to five one to six you, you don't ever want to get that whole thing filled up with skulls
0: does that mean that your stagecoach is wrecked
1: no but it means you're going to have to have a bunch of nearly impossible fights to do uh, the, the more your flame burns down and the more of those skulls you get it changes the nature of all of your encounters that become Harder or easier?
0: Do you ever know how far it is to the next inn, so you can replenish the flame?
1: Yeah, down at the well. There's things you do to replenish the flame, like those encounters.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you go to the townsfolk and they ask you for food and you give them some, and it might piss your don't give them off, some. but it helps yeah. the flame. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I had that happen. Okay. And then
1: the way you get rid of those skulls is you you go and have a battle. Not just an ambush on the road, but like go to one of the stopping places and have a battle with cultists or have a battle with the the local baddies.
0: So where are the it's called Darkest Dungeon. Where are the fucking dungeons at?
1: Yeah, that is a good question. The whole thing is drive away from the dungeon. Maybe it's after the mountain. I've only got to the mountain a handful of times and the boss monster there has beat me every time and I find out now it's because I didn't have my stagecoach you know, with its hood ornament Jesus, I I always I'd go to a layer and maybe I got through two levels of the layer, but I never got all the way down to the third level because I was always so beat up. I thought, oh, I'm gonna one of my guys is gonna die, then I have to play the rest of the game with a diminished party.
0: But you're saying go ahead and do the third level, and if somebody dies, then you just add a new guy to your party.
1: No, you don't. No, that's the thing I hate about the game is you don't add a new guy to your party. Now you have three guys, (laughs) and I maybe. Maybe after the boss monster, you can,
0: like, pick a new party. I don't know. Because huh. I, I thought there was a place where you could choo- choose at the end. You could choose other people in your party or out of your party.
1: No, you get to the end and you sort of lower stress, buff your guys for the next leg of the journey, heal, that kind of thing. Learn. That's when you you actually get to learn new abilities based on how many times you've done things on the road that have given you that little blue diamond. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. No. But if you if you lose a party member, then you're you're screwed.
0: Damn. All right. Well, uh, I'm gonna have some time off. You know, during the holidays, so I'll I'll take another crack at it. yeah
1: you know, know, I still have that Left for Dead game just sort of sitting yeah, there, back waiting for should, you. Uh,
0: your birthday's coming up, so uh, we should what have oh, an evening uh, game night. Maybe we can get Freak Wolf. Brian Wolford to uh, jump in and play with us too. Yeah, sure. That would be awesome. Because I have not played this game.
1: I, I've, it's just it's just waiting.
0: I know, yeah. I've only played it uh, once or twice, so it's definitely uh, something that we should do. I tried,
1: you know what, I forgot about this. I tried Xbox's cloud gaming service and uh, maybe it's just because I don't have good internet where I live, but it for where I live, it is not ready for prime time. I tried to play Serious Sam, the the newest one, and I love the Serious Sam games, but it would go from playable only because I love the game to occasionally unplayable just because it it doesn't it doesn't work right. It just doesn't. Why don't you it, buy fucking
0: Xbox Five or whatever? What? <laughs> why don't you just buy a new
1: xbox man oh yeah that's a great idea the one that's not available sure
0: yeah. it is isn't it available now i thought that they were starting to become more available
1: yeah starting to like if you're logged on a microsoft site at midnight central time no, on a thursday no,
0: no. um if you go to GameStop and you buy their ten dollar a year card they'll send you an email when they get them in
1: yeah and microsoft told me they'd send me an email when they get them in too, and i'm like got all the Microsoft shit going yeah, on.
0: Microsoft doesn't need your money and GameStop does. That's <laughs> a key difference. You should probably, you know, go with a more desperate hand when it comes to this sort of thing. I don't know. Maybe
1: so. I kinda thought that Microsoft, since it's their product, that might be a good place to get one.
0: Yeah, no, Because Microsoft has millions of people who will buy those from them. <laughs> GameStop has five. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that's funny all right dude uh, another tune sure all right well uh why don't we find out uh what happened after the uh events in the dungeon bastards album this is the nectar nomicon single from 2020 by ghoul uh check this one out
3: No, it is I, the massive one here. Join her, if you will. Wishing you a two hundred episode. Congratulations on hitting two hundred. I think at one time probably Drunken Zombie tried to do that, but it didn't turn out too well. But anyway, phone back. Keep it up. Massive. Jester from ghoul and you're listening to the bone bat show live for metal die for ghoul
0: all right once again that was Nectarnomicon, the 2020 single from ghoul and i followed that up uh, i thought i'd dedicate one to sean auberg from pork magazine so that was hang 10 from ghoul's uh 2014 hang 10 ep with the art by sean auberg from goblin co I hope you enjoyed that as well for a little surf action from that release. So, dude, uh, I think it's time for uh, some thank yous and our usual bullshit. Thank you, of course, to Digestor and Ghoul for joining us on the show and sharing their spectacular music. Uh, you can find their stuff at Maniacs, that's M-A-N-I-A-X-E dot dot com. I think they've got a pretty good deal on, like, their entire discography for, like, one low price, which is what I did at one point. I had, like, two or three of their CDs, and then I just bought the whole thing. So uh, if you enjoy their music, uh, you can definitely pick up some stuff at Bandcamp. Uh, Thanks to Doiner and Kelly for calling in some special episode 200 greetings on our voicemail line. And thank you to everyone who's listened to the show over the last 14 years that it took to uh, accrue 200 episodes. With all the stuff that's out there to listen to, we very much appreciate that you uh, occasionally lend us your ears. So thank you. Next up, our Bone Bat Comedy of Horrors backers for 2021. Let's read
1: them. Let's oh read gosh. these heroes' these, names. These
0: people are epic heroes. They brought the giggles and gore back to Seattle, Gord. They did it. There will be thank chuckles these and people. chills on May 7th, 2022 because of these people.
1: All right. Thank you to Caden, the creative fund by Backerkit and Five Monkeys.
0: Thank you to Max Harris, Eric Morgret, and Cynthia Lundahl. Happy birthday, Eric.
1: And thank you to Preston, longtime supporter, to Kyle and to Kelsey,
0: thank you to Bob, Sean C, and Kim,
1: and Sean, Diana, and Don. We know who you are, Don. Dawn. Thank you.
0: Thank you that to is... Anthony, Josh, and Sergey.
1: Who can forget a hero like Willennium? Thank you, as well as Jess and John. Thank you to Greg and Bill and James, and then thank you to DZ to Aaron and to the incomparable Clarissa.
0: Thank you to Shannon Diabolic and Jessica.
1: Thank you to Brian to auto Duelist, and to miles.
0: Thank you to Chris dragons roost press and Chad. Thank you to Kai to Alex
1: and to Jason.
0: Thank you to Randy. Thank you to chemo and Julie.
1: Another longtime supporter. Thanks to Daniel to Angie, and to Michael.
0: Thank you to Corey, yet another longtime supporter. Thank you to Bill Beats, and thank you to Beefy. Aw, those guys.
1: Yeah. And speaking of people we love, thank you to Vaughn, to Steven, as well as Juanita and Doug.
0: Thank you to the HP Lovecraft Film Fest and Cthulhu Con for their support, as well as the... Heavyweight champion of independent gore, Chris McEnroy. And thanks to Elliot.
1: Thank you. Thank you to Zach, Tony, and Nick.
0: Thank you to Ray, Nick, and Limo, my good friend.
1: Lorelai. Man, she's she's been with us forever.
0: She's awesome.
1: To Diod and to Timon.
0: Thank you to Madeline, to Stuart, and to Andrea. Thank you to Chase, to Kyle, and
1: to Brett. Hey, wow. Thank you, Brett. Thank you to
0: Greg, Stephen, and
1: Tiffany. And our old pal, Harold. Thank you, Harold. And thank you to Josh. And to Kelly of Kelly and Laura fame.
0: Thank you to Will, Lawrence, and Julie. Ah, the
1: same Julie that we occasionally have to manipulate the the entire package offerings for. She's a swell person she's swell thank you to Scott to Zoran and to Chris
0: thanks to Klaus to R and to Dennis Dennis DB dude my voice is getting tired with all these backers why don't we take a break for another tune from ghoul this is my word is law fuck is that
2: fucking fuzz oh, man no, no I De Bronco, ruler of Pennsylvania have deemed this an illegal gathering fuck you man I'm gonna protest this shit i on my knees We will stand and respect our flag I see you've uncovered the Omicron bomb some say it's the best bomb people are saying that and it's mine now No,
4: fuck you, man That's our bomb You can't have it Don't no. try to
2: threaten me, Ghoul Because I'll unleash a fire and fury Like the world has never seen I give you my word on that And my word is law Is Pennsylvania, thing I'm hydrating? this piece of paper am the truth that I've been doing for life You got a problem? Well, I hope that you're a bottle you're gonna get put through the noise I'm letting the glass motherfucking the Superman, you see me coming, but I'm bound now. we never had a drink, now it's as honest as me. Right We're all the cannibals that hold around. Out oh. of Piccadilly, up! Hell man! Dribble with the wall! Because my word is law! I am the father, not the father. We've a blob over the top, I move the judges and fools. I'm not afraid of any mood any news, any peasants or pretensions i got the soul got the power, I'm got the owner of the bottom who's a wavy man If this is the problem, then you know I'm gonna fuck i don't like to a a hey, Get the door. my head.
4: With thunderous applause.
2: I know that one. That's
0: from Fritzy's Honor.
1: That's, That's right. Honor.
4: That's
0: right. Thank you to Rick,
1: to Megan, and Stacy.
0: Thank you to Richard. Thank you to Blaine, and thank you to Sheldon.
1: Thank you, Riley. Thank you, William. Thank you, Iken.
0: Thank you to Curtis, KQ, and Madeline.
1: Thank you to Kelly, Andrew, and Kevin.
0: Thank you to Robin and Jerry Cooch Cooch. for putting us over the top once again. A thank you to Crypticon Seattle. One of our favorite places. And finally, thank you to Robin and Corey for their support of the 2021 Kickstarter. Thank you so much to all the backers for their support this year. We are now going to go into a Cthulhu-like slumber. But we will be watching shorts for your amusement. We're going to be pulling together swag. We're going to be working on our art. We're going to have a lot of great stuff for you in the new year. So thank you and stay tuned. That's it? it. That's our
1: show, our 200th show, ladies and gentlemen.
0: I couldn't have done it without you, man.
1: That's true. You couldn't, and would, I could not have done it without it'd you. it just be a bone. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just <laughs> not entertaining to listen to.
0: Oh, shit. Our usual bullshit. You can reach the show at 425-296-6557 or via email to steve at bonehand.com. we got new content on bonehand.com every once in a while. It's also the home of the Heavy Half Hour.
1: And you can find my stuff at mightywombat.com. I'm also over there on Facebook, and I'm on Instagram. Not that I'm proud of it.
0: Uh, I am on Instagram as well at as Bonehand, i'm also on twitter we have a bone bat twitter and facebook group as well where we are currently uh have been putting a short film a day in celebration of our backers uh, you'll want to watch those feeds as well when we get closer to the film festival because we'll be playing our trailers of the day each day after our films are decided so there's gonna be a lot of cool stuff happening there as well uh thank you again for listening if you like what we do please spread the word and tell a friend What do you think? Should we do one more tune from Ghoul? I think we should. You know, Ghoul doesn't really do holiday music, but I think I found a good tune to leave the show with this week. This is the final cut off their 2003 release, Maniacs. It is their version of What a Wonderful World by Ghoul. I hope you enjoy this. Once again, this is Steve. This is Gord. Have a good one.
1: I do have a good one. Are you hearing that? Me drinking on my wa- ice uh, water? No. Okay, cool. No, the audio jack I plug my headphones into oh, every once in a while. No. Okay, cool. He goes, be Audio jack is, now has headphones yeah. in or something like that. Like fucking... Gord is jacking it. <laughs> jacking it? Still <laughs> jacking it? I think I'd know. I don't think I'd need a warning for that.
2: Just what do you think you're doing, Dave?
4: Das Weihnachtsangebot der Konsumgenossenschaft And now a reading. all the scholars this fine Christmas. Twas the night before Christmas when all through the house not a creature was fell in, not even a mouse. The plywood was hung over the windows with care, in hopes that no monsters would find us in there. The children were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of turnips danced in their heads. And Mama in her kerchief, and I in my cap, had just gotten drunk for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn, there arose such a clatter. I sprang from the bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash. Tore off the plywood and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave the luster of midday two objects below. When what to my wondering eyes should appear? But a hunger named somebody and four lads I should fear. With some guitars and a drum so thrashy and cool, I knew in a moment it must be cool. More rapid than roaches, like devils, they came. Some of you whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now, digester, now, cremator, now, dissector, and fermentor. Um, I said, digester, cremator, dissector, fermentor. To the top of the porch, to the top of the wall. Now, dash away, dash away, dash away all. As insects that up to some verticals crawl. When they meet with an obstacle, climb up the wall. So up to the house top of the ghouls they drew, with the bag full of axes and barren somity too. And then the crashing on the roof I heard, the thrashing and moshing of each fucking turd. As I threw in my head and was turning around, down the chimney somity came with a bound. He was dressed all in black from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with asses and soot. A bundle of knives he had flung on his back, and he looked like a butcher just opening his pack. His eyes, how they glowed. His dreadlocks so scary. His cheeks were like a skeleton's. His nose, also like a skeleton's. His droll little mouth was drawn into a grimace, and his top hat ate light, so black was the finish. The stump of a joint he held tightly in his teeth, and this smoke encircled his head like a wreath. He had a gaunt face and dreads that were smelly, that shook when he laughed, like vermicelli. He was thin and lakey, all right, angry old self, and I screamed when I saw him, and pissed myself. A wick of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had everything to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work, sliced open my belly, and then called me a jerk. And laying his finger aside of his nose, and cutting a line, the cocaine, it rose. He sprang up the chimney till the ghouls gave a whistle, and away they all ran like a nuclear missile. But I heard them exclaim, ere he dove at a sight, I got a bag full of guts, so let's eat tonight! Merry fucking Christ Day, you fucking heathen lunatics!
1: Konsum deckt den Gabentisch.